I think there's a lot of benefits that aren't talked about that aren't have anything to do with what you look like in your muscles and being toned, quote unquote toned. Okay, did anybody see Kat's Instagram story the other day where she was doing push-up claps and she wasn't even on her knees? We took the same F45 class because they have the same classes like at each day, don't, no matter where you are in the US or whatever. And your girl could not even do five on my knees. And I saw Kat, I've never seen her work out before. And I go on her Instagram story and this bitch is doing real push-ups and claps in between. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best is Kelsey's like, I know how I'm going to start. This guy's didn't know she didn't know she saw that. I'm feeling a little um, embarrassed. Yes. Yes. Literally the only, you know, how everyone has like that one thing that they're good at. I can just no, do pushups. I don't have. <laughs> I remember as a kid, did you have to take those like fitness classes, fitness tests as a kid in school and gym? Yes. They were yes. traumatizing, traumatizing. <laughs> traumatizing <laughs> like you literally like you had to pull a chair over and like do like the pull-ups I couldn't even do one like I, I before I started I didn't do it I just said just put me at zero we'll be good they were like put me no I feel you because I was bad at everything but the push-ups it's super weird I could do like a lot as a kid people are like what's wrong with you so it's the one thing I can do so don't feel don't don't feel that I'm good at this it's just no, um, like genetics. no you're good stop it's not because like I'm just kidding. Like, Thanks, were girls. you like, what were you involved in? You look like to me, you look like you'd be, you would have played soccer. Did you play like, soccer? wow, guys, I swam like, forever. I was a swimmer. Oh, arms, right? Oh. oh, baby girl. That's why I got these shoulders. I'm always saying to Kelsey, people are like, I have problems with like, um, you know, fitting into certain jeans, like, you know, like the skinny waist problem. I have the like wide shoulders problem. I always size up in jackets because I swam forever. So I got this wide back, but these shoulders oh, are pretty strong. My so God, girl, it. you're killing it. You go. I'd be loving you. I was yeah. so impressed. Oh, thanks guys. I'll do them. If we ever, I'll get together. <laughs> we'll make Kat do like as many pushups as she can. How many can you do? Oh my gosh. Regular ones, probably like 20. Oh, cat! I feel like video. that's not that crazy. Let's put. Let's do. Will you record him? We can put it on the color girl story. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. If anyone's listening, let me know how many now. <laughs> um, but I actually am so excited. We are chatting fitness today with someone that Kelsey happens to know very well. Just a little. Very well. They happen to be. Room, <laughs> they happen to be roommates. Roommates. <laughs> So my fiance, Jamie is coming on the podcast today. Um, he is a certified personal trainer. Uh, he's been training for gosh, over four years now. Um, he owns his own business called good life training, where he does, um, virtual personal training, in-person training in virtual programming. So if you'd want to work out on your own, he'll give you the programming and keep up to date with that. Um, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. We talk literally, I feel like about everything under the sun when it comes to fitness, how to get motivated, um, what type of, you know, routine should we be doing, um, what his thoughts are on group classes compared to lifting, how not to be embarrassed, like in the gym. So I think this is a good one you guys are going to like. Definitely. When we were done recording, I said, this is, this is very wholesome. It made my heart very happy and it made me excited to get into the gym. So we hope you guys love it. Hello, Jamie. Welcome to Call Your Girls Podcast. Can you hear me Hello? from the other room? <laughs> uh, yes, through the wall and through the headphones. <laughs> I wish you guys could see this right now. Kelsey and Jamie are sitting in literally rooms that are divided by a wall, and we're all, but we're all on Zoom. So <laughs> feels like we're not together. But yeah, Jamie, thanks for coming on. We're excited to talk to you. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Excited. Yeah, I feel like it just works out better because then we can all look at each other and it's nice <laughs> to just like have a screen in front of me. Um, yeah, and we can just like chat instead of him being next to me and we're like, what's going on? So thank you for taking time on your day, Jim. We're excited to learn all about fitness. fitness. <laughs> Not me and Kelsey yes. saying fitness in unison. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Let's jump in, James. I feel like obviously this is coming a little more from me because you and Kelsey are engaged. So Kelsey knows this, but 
Where did your love of fitness come from? Um, how did you get into personal training? I know you have a brand called The Good Life Training, which is amazing. Like I love seeing your stories in the morning. They're just like are always very motivating to me. So give us a little background on how you got started and just where your love of fitness came from. Yeah. So I guess my original fitness journey would begin back with like in high school and in middle school where I was like not a very confident person in my body at all. I was a kid who would like wear like an Under Armour shirt underneath my t-shirt because I thought that it would like make me look better with a shirt on. So I was like from there, obviously like bad body (laughs) image roots. Mm -hmm. And then like when I got into the military, I had some older guys who kind of like showed me the way here's the weight room. This is what you can do in here. And once I started to see that I could actually get stronger by putting in like the time and effort there, And I kind of fell in love with it from there. And really through college, I found that a lot of my free time was being spent at the gym. When I would go on trips with the military, a lot of my free time was being spent at the gym. And then once you do something so much, you start to get a little bit of base knowledge of it. And then once I started to have friends and family start asking me questions and they wanted help, then I started to want to learn more. And that's when I would start reading more, watching more videos. And I think I really decided I wanted to be a trainer when I got my own first trainer and saw like, wow, I really thought I knew what I was doing, but this is like (laughs) another level of like being organized and being on a schedule and just having someone who's like, you're not alone in it anymore when you have a trainer beside you. So I think I started looking for training jobs just maybe a handful of years ago. And from there, it's just grown into a network. I'm lucky I've met the people that I've met and it's been a good situation where that if you treat people nicely, they recommend you to their friends and their family. And it's kind of just grown into a nice web of a community. And yeah, it's been awesome to grow my own little world of clients. I love that. It's so cool that it came from like really naturally for you. It wasn't just like you were someone that was like, yeah, I'm trying to get buff in the gym. You were like, no, I want to make people feel better. This has been something for me that's made me feel better over the years. I feel yeah, like- I definitely. Yeah. Just hearing you say that, it makes complete sense to me now why your approach is the way it is. Like seeing you train Kelsey and seeing you train other people. I'm like, that makes so much sense. And I I love that too. I used to work out with my really good friend for years who was a trainer. And just like you said, like I would do things that I like would never do prior. Cause I was like, you know, like nervous to do them or I didn't know how to do them. And it just felt yep. so good having someone like by your side that was so equipped with all that knowledge. So I love that. Yeah. It's so cool. It makes you it makes you a little more confident to try things that you aren't sure of yourself with when you have someone that's like qualified to help you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um so can you break down for our girls like we know you hear about a personal training all the time, personal trainer, but can you break down for us like what actually are the specific benefits of a personal trainer, how much it costs typically and how to find a credible one? Yeah. Okay. So the benefits of having a personal trainer are going to be different for everyone. So like Kelsey's good at like having appointments and keeping a schedule with different colors in her day. Like got to be here, got to be here, got to be here, got to be here. Mm -hmm. So a personal trainer for her is just like another appointment to be at and someone to, again, like just be on her team and she can take this much thought out of her day. That's Mm -hmm. one less thing she has to think about. So for someone like that, who's like, goal organized driven person like Kelsey, it's more going to just be another appointment in her schedule, something she knows what to do. For some other people who just may lack the knowledge of what to do or the motivation of what to do or the confidence to just start something in the first place, mm-hmm. it really depends on what a person is looking for. And that's where you're going to start to weed out some trainers, right? So whatever your body's goals are, I know I'm not going to look for like, I'm not going to go find a coach that's like a swimming coach. That's not for me. You want to find somebody that fits your goals and you match well with personality wise. I think that you'll start to find the benefits of having a trainer. As far as how much it should cost, this is very regional. I have clients that are in New York who tell me that like I would be the cheapest client in New York or the cheapest trainer in New York. And I have some clients who like live in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, and they're like, this is a fair price. So it's like really depends what market you're in. And it also depends what your target clientele is also. Mm-hmm. So right. 
just like the smaller chain gyms, they're also going to be a little bit cheaper, but those are usually like brand new trainers. So I think to find a credible trainer, that's tough question. I would say, Mm -hmm. look for someone who you think they look like they're more about, here's how I can help you be better. And they're not putting out a vibe of like, look how strong I am. Look what Uh I can do. I want you to watch my workouts should be the other direction. Yeah. That's good advice. It is. That makes sense to me too. Cause I think like not in a bad way, but it just depends the type of person you are. I feel like some people get into the gym to have more of like an independent, like you said, like, look at me, I have 16 abs. Like that's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's just you have different, to find, different people. <laughs> yeah. You have to find your match. Like right. there's, there's so many trainers out there that are so smart. They would blow me out of the water if we sat down and took like multi multiple choice tests and they would yeah, just yeah, destroy yeah. me. But those same people might be like really miserable to hang out with for an hour. So no one wants them as their trainer. A hundred percent. You have to find some happy, happy medium of like, know what someone is wanting out of their experience right? and try to get them to have the physical results at the same time. Yeah. yeah that's a really good point because you even talk about how like, you know, you're with your clients, like up to like three, four days a week for an hour. So like Jamie really gets to know his clients and he's talking to them about like what's going on in their lives. So if you're out there looking for a personal trainer, definitely keep in mind that you should probably like who they are as a person. <laughs> right. Doesn't it's matter like if dating. Can, yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. Doesn't matter if someone's gonna beat you into the ground four days a week. If it's a terrible experience, you're a lot less likely to continue doing that for the long run. Do you have any tips as to how to know if a personal trainer is credible in the way that they know how to do things. For example, if you're online and say you follow a fitness influencer and you love them so much, but you really don't know their, like if they even have a certification is, are there ways you can maybe like ask them what they're certified in or mm-hmm. any tips that for that? Yeah, definitely. During my initial phone call with a lot of people, they bring up like, what's your background, what's your education, stuff like that. Right. A lot of trainers have it, even like a lot of them have it in their Instagram bio, like American Council of Exercise Trainer or Association of Sports Medicine Trainer. So mm-hmm. there's some um, certifications that are a little bit deeper than others. And I think it's up to the trainers how they mix and match their qualifications. So we have to get recertified every two years. So that's something you want to watch out for because there's a lot of people um, that may have gotten certified to be a fitness trainer in 2005. Right never got recertified. And there's a lot of new information now. So they might be giving information based on what the science would tell us in 2005. So you definitely Mm -hmm. want to make sure someone's like up to date on their getting recertified. And then as far as like different directions go, like my initial certification was in personal training. The second one was in pain-free movement. The third Mm -hmm. one's going to be in like special populations, which would be like older people, younger people, and people with like physical disabilities. So it really depends that's, I guess, an important way to like find a good match. Make sure that you are their target audience. That makes complete sense to me too. Cause I remember so well, after I trained with my friend for a few years, we did like a lot of lifting. And I remember when I went to this other gym without him, sometimes one of the trainers would be like, you're doing a man's workout. <laughs> it's like, yeah. the fuck does that mean? You know what I mean? Like uh, I can do these things too. So you're right. Like having someone who knows who's going to like fit with the type of workout you do and the goals you have. Mm. Like I really wanted to do something strength-based. I didn't want someone who was going to like put me on the treadmill five days a week and be like, yeah, this is the right. only thing you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can tell a lot by how someone talks to you and approaches yes. movement in general. Hundred percent. You know, like there's like the bodybuilding bikini physique world mm-hmm. of coaching. A lot of people just fall into that and they don't know how to train regular people. And then there's the regular people side of things, which is like, I'm staying over on the regular people side. <laughs> I love that. I think more people are more people are comfortable with that. So I think that's a really good thing. Um, Just like a question. What is your opinion on group classes versus like lifting kind of by yourself? Because I know Kelsey and I both do F45. I used to always be like, I don't want to do classes. And now that I've found classes that I feel like are actually challenging and like taxing, I've found myself liking them. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about classes versus kind of having your own workout schedule? So for me, myself, I've always 99% of the time just been a workout on my own kind of person. I think that's Mm -hmm. just what I like better. And I think that 
plays a big role in what works for someone. So if you really like mm-hmm. the classes, keep going to the classes. Then if that's like the way that you're going to be the most consistent, then I think that that's great to work into your schedule. So there's like different kinds of classes. So what I would consider like my kind of classes that I have coached for a long time would be closest probably to an F45 or like Barry's boot camp, something like that, where you have weights involved, you have some skills that you're working on. And over time, you can kind of feel yourself getting stronger, getting more athletic, getting more conditioned. But if you have a training program and you get to pick the individual skills, like if you want to be a better jumper, have stronger shoulders and get more conditioned, there's a program that will just apply directly to those things that you could do on your own, but you won't get that in a group class. Um, They're come, they've come a long way. Group classes have come a long way. Like I know the big ones F45 berries and the gym that I used to work at in Pittsburgh shape, at Mm. least have like a format of like a bigger plan for people. So if you go like regularly for a long period of time, you're going to benefit from the group group classes a lot. Also think that some people that don't move well, if you have injuries or you're just a tight when you can't squat, you can't do pushups. If you're not great at the basic movements, I think that doing one-on-one training with a coach that's going to help you move better mm-hmm. before you dive into those more intense things is a good idea for a lot of people. Also, there's different classes like spinning and like rowing classes. And like, I'm, I don't think I'm on board with those. I don't think anyone should do any movement repeatedly for an hour. Like I wouldn't do jumping jacks for an hour or like <laughs> bicep curls for a whole hour. I don't like spinning my legs in a circle for a whole hour, but Sorry if you're a spin instructor out there. No, no, no offense. <laughs> no, people need to hear this. This is one of my favorite opinions that you have. Um, and it's such a good point because before you really told me this, I always thought like a workout's a workout, you know, but that makes so much sense. Like I'm going to go cycle for an hour, which is awesome if you're cycling once or twice a week in addition to the other stuff. Yeah, you know? correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So like, yeah, I guess I'm not totally putting those out of my clients' minds ever. I tell them, if you're going to do spin classes regularly, make sure we're doing regular hip mobility, make Mm -hmm. sure we're doing upper back mobility. So you don't get stuck in that slouched over spinning posture. Right. Just like any other program, I wouldn't have anyone do anything every day. Some people love spinning so much. They just get stuck (laughs) in it, but Uh, share with the class, your opinion on orange theory, because it's very popular. Yeah, it is very popular. I think it's a good bridge between not working out. They sprinkle weights in here and there, but it's right. a lot of a lot of cardio. So their big marketing is like you're burning X amount of calories here. You have these whatever burn after effect, whatever their science is. Yeah. And that's great. They're getting people to burn calories. So that like plays on the base of the weight loss marketing to the world that everybody sees everywhere. Weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. Mm-hmm. So they're playing into the Mm-hmm. You burn calories here kind of situation. So, which is great. People need to burn calories. I think where they're missing a lot of people is quality of movement. Like, I don't think a new mom is going to Orange Theory and she's getting any better at picking up something with just her right hand and getting stronger. Like, moms mm-hmm. need to do stuff with one hand at a time. So, that's the kind of stuff you do more often in like an F45 or one of my classes, something that's like functional training. I think that Orange Theory is like, Oh man, might get in trouble for this one. Orange Theory is like the, the kindergarten of group classes. And there are no rules. I'm going to go up from there. That's it's like so the funny. It's so popular though. Like Kelsey said, like so it many is. people I know, they're like, Orange Theory, Orange Theory. I didn't know because I've never done a class there. I actually really didn't know that it was very different from F45. So it's interesting to hear you say that. And it makes me feel better about F45 here. It that. is. Yeah. I think F45 breaks theirs into... Kels, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never taken one. They break theirs into strength days and conditioning days, but both are kind of like your strength days have some cardio involved just by the movements and the tempo and the sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, they at least are getting you some like quality of movement practice. You just get a more well-rounded workout when you're doing functional stuff instead of just like treadmill. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Quality of movement. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because, you know, when you think of fitness, you think of, okay, I need to, most people think of, okay, I need to work out because I need to keep up my body keep up my physique, like look a certain way. 
I like that you kind of root your business in. We want to get you better at, you know, picking things up. If you're a new mom, you need to pick stuff up with your arm. Like let's do things that make your arm stronger. So it'll help your quality of life. So I think that's yeah, for sure. pretty dope. Yeah. And I think the side effect of doing that stuff is you feel and look better. Mm-hmm. People want the magic yes. sauce for looking and feeling better. You have to do the work. Magic sauce. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's get into like the nitty gritty. So how does one set sustainable goals that they can actually keep up with? I feel like people seem to start a fitness routine so quickly and then they get burnt out. The goal is obviously to be able to stay committed over time throughout life. So any tips? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think first and foremost that I tell most of my clients, like we're not in a rush here. If you're 20 years old and you're starting your fitness mission, you got 80 more years to get it right until it's over. So no rush. You can figure out it took me 10 years of doing things trial and error until I figured out like, okay, this is what works for me. So I think that's a big point. Figure out what works for you so that you can be consistent, something that you enjoy and you can do consistently. As far as setting goals that are attainable, that you can keep making steps towards the right direction. Mm-hmm. I think it all depends what your goals are. If you have a long-term goal let's say of losing 50 pounds. A lot of people get frustrated when that's not happening as quickly as possible. Like I have a client who texted me at the beginning of this month and she goes, I only lost five pounds last month. I'm like, you have 30 pounds to lose. And this was the first month. That's a lot. I said, so if we do this for six months, we'll hit your goal. This seems pretty good to me. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, you know what? You're right. So that's like the way to set attainable goals is instead of in your head thinking, I have 30 pounds to lose. Think I go lose this first five first and then the next five and then the next five. So I think that's how you can set your big goal, but then you want to also set little milestones that are achievable along the way and kind of keep you looking towards something that's 10 days from now and something that's 20 days from now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think more importantly is the idea of consistency. So like people do great with their nutrition workouts for three days. The fourth day, they screw it up and it really gets discouraging. They stop. I feel right there is there another chance to go for four days instead of stopping at three and then go for five days instead of stopping at four. And when you break it down over 50 days, then you've had 40 great days and 10 not great ones. And you're like winning in the long run. I think setting attainable goals starts with being more realistic and setting more shorter timeframes. Yeah. I love that. The short timeframes is really smart, honestly. Cause it's like, I think everyone can wrap their head around doing something for a week, doing something for right. two weeks. Right. Like when you tell someone, Oh yeah, you're going to do this for three years. They're like, Oh God, like it seems yeah, a definitely. stressful. Like, kinda. If we can't get a full two weeks together of training consistently, then they can even be a goal right there. Let's make it to four workouts in a row without rescheduling or canceling. That can be a goal. Once you do that, all right, we missed one. Okay. Next time let's try for five. It's as simple as being realistic with where you are and kind of knowing what's 1% better than that. Reach for that. Yes. So true. I even like whenever I got back into the gym, I started with like three days a week. And now I'm doing like four or five now that like I was consistent with three. So that's like a really good point. I like that. Yeah. Build 100%. slowly. Yeah. I love can't, that. Like, I think can't dive in head first. Never. And this industry out. is like so opposite with that. Right. Too. Like, I feel like the fitness yeah. industry is very much like quick results. Like, so I love that that's you're what, kind of flipping the script a bit. That's what they want to sell you on. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so one thing I feel like, our audience is probably primarily women. Hello, if we have any men, nice to see you here. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) one thing I feel like women constantly hear is that they just like need to do cardio and there's like no emphasis on strength training, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, it's been proven to be so good for both like men and women. I even remember when I used to work out with my friend, we would do like, I literally did like powerlifting with him for a few years and I loved it. But when I would share with people, they were like, oh my God, you're doing those workouts. Like what info can you share with women who are kind of afraid to lift weights and are afraid it's going to, you know, change their body in a way they don't want? Like what's your, yes. what's your thought process on that? Actually had clients that walked out of the gym. I used to work at, they're like, this is not for me. They just didn't like the weights at all. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I totally understand. I have some clients now that like 
you have to progress them very slowly from three pounds to five pounds to eight pounds. And then I also have women who lift 70 pounds and it's like treat everyone as if it's, they're only trying to lift a little bit more than they're comfortable with. Right. And sometimes with women who haven't done a lot of strength training, it has to start with the three pounds, five pounds, eight pounds. And then once you realize, okay, this stuff's not that difficult, then you start to get a little more comfortable to keep lifting. So I think that the idea of weightlifting, getting women like bulky and like man muscles is a real fear that women have. And a lot of people in the fitness industry use this metaphor. It's like saying, I don't want to drive my car because I might accidentally become like a professional driver. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You're not going to like accidentally get really jacked because you're going to, you're going to see it (laughs) along the way and you're going to, if you find a spot where you're like, I think I'm good here, you're going to stay there. I think there's a lot of benefits that aren't talked about that aren't have anything to do with what you look like and your muscles and being toned, quote unquote toned. Women have a lot more tendency to have different weird little injuries in their hips and knees and spine that men don't deal with as much. Um, I think when women do resistance training, I mean, it's good for men too, but this benefits women more because women see more issues in this area. It's great for your bone density. It's great to prevent injuries and it's just great for your like resting metabolism. So the injuries and the bone density side is bigger for women because that's just an issue that women deal with as they age. So there's a lot of research that shows that it helps you maintain the bone density. And as far as injuries go, just like we were talking about with like the new moms, if a woman is not used to picking up 30 pounds Mm -hmm. and bends over the wrong way to pick that stroller up for the kid that weighs 30 pounds, whatever, that's where the little injuries like I hurt my back today, picking up the stroller or the stuff like that happens when we aren't trained to do things that are demanding of the body. So I think it's, there is a side of it that has to do with what we look like. And that's a lot of people's concerns. I think we lose sight of the like real reason that training is beneficial for the body. And that's like your overall life quality and just staying strong. That's such a good point. And I want to talk a little bit about why you said quote unquote toned. Yeah. Toned. Yes. Tell us, tell us, give us the tea. Why did you say that? Um, Toned is like, uh, that's like the trigger word in, in fitness, because like, uh-huh. if I asked 10 people that walk into my gym, what does toned mean to you? I would get 10 different answers, but everybody wants to be toned, but no one knows what that means. So in like the textbooks, increasing the tone of a muscle would just be going from a relaxed muscle to a flexed muscle. So that muscle is getting toned. So I think a lot of people want to get that toned look when they really want to, what most people mean is I want to lose some body fat and show the muscles I have more, Mm -hmm. but that's, this is also where the thought comes in of a lot of women are scared to lift the weights that are required to get any shape to their muscles. And that's where we get into just being, um, I don't even know what to use. We end up not having much strength and not having much muscle mass. And then in the constant state of losing weight that everybody wants to be, then you end up losing muscle and that's just not good for your whole system. And that's a tough one. That is, that could be an hour long conversation in itself. (laughs) (laughs) Being toned. Being toned. I know it's funny you said that because it's so true. Like, and everyone's goals are different, right? So if someone comes to you and they're like, I want to get fit, you're like, all right, well, what does fit look like to you? Because yeah, you know, people can just see that totally different. So thanks yeah, for touching definitely. on that. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's an important tough. topic. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Any tips on kind of overcoming your fear of the gym? I feel like this is again, unfortunately, like a very common one with women. Like they yeah. feel uncomfortable, they feel intimidated by like fitness settings. I feel like honestly, too, like as someone who's gone to the gym for years and I was like, I, I'll do whatever. Like, I don't care. After the pandemic, I was like, ooh, I'm like a little nervous. Like I just hadn't been in a gym doing things in a long time. So mm-hmm. yeah. What do you feel like will make people, you know, tips for getting a little bit more comfortable and kind of for overcoming that fear when getting into the gym? Yeah, definitely. I know gym's uncomfortable 
place to be for girls in the first place because it's like mostly guys in there and they're like in <laughs> serious like bro mode with their sleeves off and like doing doing dude stuff. Uh-huh. And it tends to be a lot of those, a lot of guys that are in the public gyms, they are constantly on the lookout. Like, is there a girl over there? Is there a girl over there? And they're like judgy. So that's a real yeah. thing. That's like a real thing. You're not making that up in your head. If that's like a worry of yours, that's a real thing. Yeah. I so think uncomfortable. The best, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think some ways, and this is like, my sister taught me a lot about this because she's like deep in the game, fitness wise, strong girl. She kind of gives me a little insight on this stuff. I think the best way, even for guys that are new to the gym, go with a friend because at least that's someone that you can do the movements with. They can Mm kind of like, you can kind of check on each other and at least you feel like you're not alone. So that has a lot to do with being just comfortable being in a new place. I think anywhere, not just the gym. And then I think just the more you practice the basics and show up to a place, mm-hmm. then people get to know that you're there and you mean business and you feel more confident in yourself too. And you stop looking around and caring what the other people think because now you're good at it. So like, even when I go to a new gym, the new gym we went into in Nashville, the first five, six weeks, I'm like, I don't know anybody in here. Maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be like making noises and dropping the weights. And like, now I feel like I see the same people every time I'm there and yeah, you just get more comfortable the more often you're there. Yeah. I know it's a lot different situation for girls, but I think that's the best thing. Find a friend and put yourself in that uncomfortable situation. Mm -hmm. Like even learning, like you said, like even learning the area of the gym, you know, going in and figuring out like, cause a lot of the times, like you either as a female, like I've been there where like, I either didn't know what type of like routine I was doing or like what lifts I was doing in the gym. So I was wandering around like, feeling like everyone's staring at me. I'm like on YouTube trying to find workouts. Yep. <laughs> and then I also don't know where anything is. So it's very like stressful. Yeah. Something I used to do um, is I would kind of like, if most of the workouts were like dumbbell based, I would take a mat and I would kind of go over in like the corner or go over somewhere where I felt comfortable and I would work out there, mm-hmm. which oh, I yep. feel like is a good tip for like when you first start and want to mm-hmm. get into it. Yeah, definitely. And then I think having a program, some kind of program, I mean, there's plenty of trainers out there that make programming. I know when I first started working out, it was random bodybuilding.com programs, (laughs) random like Google programs. And I'm just like, okay, I can do this for four weeks and at least know that there's some kind of uh, progress happening here. Like just having a plan takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. You can go and get it done, get out of there if you're someone that's uncomfortable in the gym. Yeah. I do feel like a lot of women kind of go into the gym, not knowing what they're doing or like what what they're going to be doing. Yeah. You just like go on Pinterest and you're like, okay, this workout will be good for today. But I love the idea of being able to actually like keep track of your progress. Like you're not just there to like sweat, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That is a huge thing that I feel, feel like is underestimated and not really talked about outside of the fitness world is that if you want to grow and find your progress in something, I know it's boring. So you should probably do the same workouts for like six to eight weeks. Right. And then you're like, on week one, I squatted to this bar 200 pounds, eight times. By the eighth time you're doing that, you might've gained 20 pounds on that. Might not seem like a lot, but your legs literally got stronger and you can see it on paper, the numbers. And that's how you grow muscle. And that's how you get more toned. (laughs) (laughs) He's using toned again on us guys. (laughs) No, I love that. And you can even, I guess too, like, I'm sure this is common sense, but my friend used to literally make me bring a notebook to the gym and I'd write stuff down. But now I'm like, I, I could have just, I could have just put it in my notes too. Right. Like, in yeah, phone. that's what I do now. Notes on the cool. phone. That's what I do now. Nice. Yeah. I think that's yep. an awesome idea. Cause it does allow you to, to kind of grow on that. Cause I think for a lot of us, we do the same shit over and over again. And in your head, right. When you go to do an exercise, you're like, Oh, pushups. I can do 15. You're not like, oh, maybe right. I should try to see if I can do more, you know? Do that 16th one. That's yeah. the one that matters. Yeah. I love that. True. True. Uh, yes. Speaking of being in your head, do you find that training a client's mindset is just as important as training their mm. body? Yes. I think that also goes back to the like figuring out what experience someone's looking for. Right. Like I definitely have some clients who don't have the attention span to even care what I'm talking about when we're going through a training session. So 
I worry more about them getting more comfortable with the feelings rather than trying to over explain the exercise science to them. Mm-hmm. So like they're getting, say you get onto your 15th squat and we're going for 25 and it starts to burn on number 15. You have to mentally get used to keeping going beyond where that burns at. Now I'm like talking you through it. You feel that it burns, do another squat. I bet you don't get stuck down there. Come back up. This is where we learn mentally that our body can do a lot more than we're comfortable with. Right. And I think that that idea trickles down into other areas of life with people like breaking habits and like, okay, I can do some stuff that I'm uncomfortable with. I can throw these cigarettes away or I can meal prep my lunches this week or something like that. So just practicing putting yourself into uncomfortable situations, I think is beneficial for your whole life. Right. And I think more than mindset necessarily is more changing someone's habits and like trying to make them realize that things that they can change are for their own benefit. It's not like I'm punishing you for hiring me. Mm-hmm. They have to realize that they're in charge. I'm just yeah. here to help. The work is for them at the end of the day. You're right. I think yeah, sometimes definitely. we're like, even like in F45, like this, this trainer the other day, like I just met him. And so of course he followed me around the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, <laughs> you yep. know, every time I do something, he'd be like another one, another one. And I was like, why? I can't I, I don't know. I was his subject for the day. Kels. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Like I, I just like, I just, ugh. Jamie can tell you, like, I don't like when, I don't know. It's fine with Jamie. And like when you're with a personal trainer, it's nice because like you get to know them on like a friend level, you know, but like when you're in group classes in like a instructor comes over to me, I'm like, please leave. Please. please (laughs) It's definitely important for like new people. Yeah. That a trainer will always like overdo it for them. Like I want you to make, make it known that I see you. I remembered your name because I want you to sign up after class. Mm-hmm. See, I'm opposite. I'm like, if you ignore me, I'll sign up. <laughs> right, right, right. Some people are like that for sure. <laughs> me too. Or when they're like, oh, you're killing that. Or like, you know, oh, you're good at this one. I'm like, don't notice me because then you're going to ask me to do more. And I don't want to do that. You know, <laughs> that's what they're, hey, that's what, that's what we're there for. We want you to do more than you want to do. I know. Exactly. It's like a mind fuck game, you know? Yeah. I say stuff like that all the time. Like, pull your knees a little further than they want to go. And, I'll look somebody that'll like look me in the eyes when I'm walking around the classroom. Like, you're not doing this for me. You're doing this for you. you better do another push-up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you got this. No, I think yep. it's I think it's a good thing at the end of the day because I I won't self-motivate a thing with my friend that we always like would see, he would just be like that you're funny. I would always be like, I'm totally cool with being average. <laughs> he was like, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to reach for more. I was like, no. <laughs> That's me and Jamie. I'm like, I'm cool with being average. He's like, come on, let's go. <laughs> like the the sad reality is that the average American health is like really bad health. Is yeah. low. Yeah, that's true. Yes. I think we're doing good, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys are doing great. Thanks. <laughs> we're killing it. Um, just to give people kind of like a idea, because I know this is something that I guess it depends on the type of workout you do, right? Um, mm-hmm. but what should like a general workout schedule look like for people that are new? Like, could you just give us a quick, simple split that you would suggest? Yes. So I also think this one also has to do a lot with what your goals are. So lifting weights at a range that's like three to five reps is strictly for getting stronger. That's only going to increase your strength. It's not going to change what you look like much. Mm -hmm. If you're lifting weights in a range of uh, like roughly like six to 15 reps, that's what they call like the hypertrophy range. That's where people who are doing like bodybuilding shows, that's what they're doing. If you're doing anything that's like 15 plus, you're working on endurance. So that's really what the deeper level looks like. Mm-hmm. For someone to just look at their training split as far as like, should I do three days a week or four days a week or five days a week? Mm-hmm. That's another one that's going to be based on your availability and the habits that you already have. So if you're already good at going three days a week, maybe try to sprinkle in a fourth day until that becomes a regular habit. So Whatever works for your schedule. I recommend my clients at least two days of of lifting and some kind of athletic movements, functional training, and a day or two of like active rest, walking, something like that, just moving around. For breaking the body down over the course of a week, whether it's two days, three days, four days, Mm -hmm. there are, if anybody's out there that has a pen and paper, this is important. You want to make sure you're getting in. (laughs) A cat. (laughs) The basic human 
movements. So your upper body, it is mm -hmm. capable of pushing and pulling weight. Pushing is push-ups, shoulder presses, skull crushers for your triceps, stuff like that. Pulling weight is rows, bicep curls, mm -hmm. pull-ups, anything where you're pulling the weight. Okay. So you're pushing and pulling with your upper body. That's number one. The next movement is going to be a level change, which would be a lunge or a squat where you're taking the weight up, down, up, down, Okay. level changing. So that can be deadlifting, squatting, anything really where you're changing your levels. The third one is going to be rotation, which your hips rotate, your upper body rotates, your spine rotates. You want to rotate things like Russian twists or just like okay. a cable rotation, anything where you're rotating. The fourth would be locomotion, which really just means moving, walking, running, shuffling, any way you're getting from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. So working on those skills are how I like to break down the body. So let's say someone has a workout with me Tuesday, Thursday. The first day is going to have upper body pushing and pulling, maybe some rotation. The other day would have the other two pieces. So you make sure you sprinkle those in every week. And that's how you're going to become the most well-rounded. If someone has very specific goals, like this is just the world we live in now. A lot of people are just like dudes that do arms and abs. That's it. If you have just those goals, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You want to hit those a little bit more. So maybe like sprinkle arms and abs in twice a week and everything else just gets hit once. Or a lot of girls out there that want to just do glutes and abs. I'd say focus on that a little bit more frequently, mm -hmm. but still get everything else. Because you don't want to be the person that has like, wow, you have really nice glutes, but your arms look like they can't pick up a toothpick. <laughs> I love that. I really be do well, love that. Well-rounded more well-rounded. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, you, you know how it is too. You see people in like no shade at all. If this is you, um, like you see people and they do like 30 minutes on the treadmill and then they do like the, the like cable, like kickbacks yep. Yep. <laughs> and then yep. just like dip out. And I'm like, come on, mix it up a little bit. Like <laughs> they're like, yeah, their heart's going to be in good shape because you got your steps in, yep. but your metabolism is going to be slacking and you're not going to be able to avoid injuries in your old age. If you don't stay strong. Yeah, yeah that, make, that makes sense. So a lot of people like this is just the reality. We know the importance of working out, but a lot of people just like don't zero motivation. They're busy with life. You know, they got kids. They got to get home after work, whatever it may be. Do you have any tips on how we can make working out more fun? Any different methods, ideas? That's definitely a tough one. A lot of people just hate the idea of sweating or being out of breath in general. Yeah. think you have to find what works for you. There's plenty of people that I know that are in fantastic shape and they're strictly like running and yoga. But lifting weights is not for everyone. You keep your body mobile. If you can lift your body weight and move around, great. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to find something that's fun for you. And if you're someone that just doesn't like moving, like you're just on the couch, then I am sorry. You're just not going to enjoy anything. You have to figure out the thing that you, the thing that you hate the least, maybe go for a right. hike, like walk your dog, something just moving is better than nothing. Yeah. And this would be a little bit deeper conversation, but I think it's a mindset shift on like, I have a lot of people that I've known in life that complain, complain, complain about not feeling great, not looking great. They say they hate how they look, mm -hmm. but they must hate exercise more because they, are okay with how they feel and look. So if you really hate exercise that much and that's your stance, you're playing that flag in the ground, you're just going to have to deal with the, uh, mm -hmm. deal with the consequences. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I feel like a lot of people think of working out as like, okay, going to the gym, lifting weights, running on the treadmill. So that's a really good point when you said like, walk your dog, you know, you could take a dance class, like a Zumba yeah, something, class. Yeah, something, anything, plenty of, there's so many like random fun things that you can do that Mm -hmm. just get you like moving around. Yeah. Yes. Sure. And that goes back to when you said, like, just try to do better than what you've been doing. You don't need to like automatically go into like five days a week in the gym, lifting heavy weights. Yeah. Like if you're not even like getting off yeah, the couch. That's not, <laughs> yeah. That's not even realistic to expect. And that's why people get so burnt out. Cause they try to dive in at a 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. You got to turn the volume up slowly. Start at a five. Right. Creep in. Yeah. Love that. I feel like yep. the mindset piece to that too is like, which you've literally been saying the whole time, but I feel like for me, it shifted. I remember so well in high school, I was like, I'd rather eat healthy forever than like work out. Cause I just like hated the idea of doing it. 
And then randomly I was like, wait, I'm so lucky. Like I can work out. You know what I mean? Like I, I get to do this. Like a lot of people would kill to have, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to walk around and to be able to do, I think I was like more thankful for it. That really like shifted for me a little bit and helped me out. You're one of the few people who can eat well, very regularly. And it doesn't drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, yeah. Drives people crazy. No, absolutely. I think, you know what it is too? Like that was a mindset thing too. I was like, all right, I'm lucky to be able to like have access to healthy food. Like I just think mm-hmm. that that thankful and like gratitude piece has like shifted so much for me in life, honestly. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're cute. <laughs> Thanks. I know you guys feel the same way. <laughs> we're, all, we're all cute. <laughs> James, what are your thoughts on like heart rate monitors, smart watches, like Apple mm. watch? Like what are your thoughts? Um, kind of mixed emotions on those things. So it's great to know what your heart rate is while you're working out, but I feel like that's good for like me as a trainer to know what a person's heart rate is. Right. If you're working out and you look down and it says 163, you probably don't have any clue what that means. No, <laughs> I was so, going to say that. <laughs> I would say as that is applicable to probably most people. I think that on the negative side, it has a tendency to make people overvalue how much calories they're burning during a workout. They think that that's what's important, that number on the watch. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, the watches are not that accurate anyways. They're like 80% accurate, I would say, roughly around there, 75% accurate on the calories that are being burned. So I think that people should, if this helps one person, I'll be happy. You should be more mindful of your what's going in. That's a lot easier to track than trying to keep track of what you're burning. Because mm-hmm. the it's way more controllable. Right. And tracking what's going in requires 23 hours a day. And instead of focusing on the one hour of calorie burning on the watch. Mm. So there, there are a lot of things out there. Like um, there's a band that's called a whoop. It like measures your rest. There's like ring. There's like different things you can wear that like measure how hard you're working at the gym. Mm. Like I had that little heart rate monitor where it would like be like red, orange, green, and it could mm-hmm. kind of tell me like, I need to rest more before I start lifting again. So like right. that was useful, oh, but that cool. was all, yeah, stuff like that. So the calorie tracker is probably my least favorite thing, but having the heart rate, I guess the step tracker is nice. Mm-hmm. And the, the newer ones are kind of deeper technology. You have to be like a fitness nerd to want to know like how, <laughs> how well am I sleeping? Yeah. yeah right. Even like the Apple health app, like the, if you guys ever looked into it, my dad was like telling me the other day, it measures like how long your steps are. Like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> your average step length, like <laughs> your step three, length. three and a half feet. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> my step length was longer than my dad's. He was like, who are you <laughs> Bigfoot? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I must walk really stupid. Long but... steps. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you have an Apple watch? I don't something? actually have one. No, I don't have anything. It was interesting when it was interesting when Jamie was like, it's off on calories because I like will go through an F45 class and be so sweaty and like out of breath. And like, I know Jamie's like, that doesn't mean you had a good workout, which also something I want to talk about in one second, but yeah, it'll be like burned a hundred calories and I'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah, it can't be right. (laughs) That's well, it's like the treadmill too, right? Like sometimes like if you're I don't know. Like if you're like walking on an incline or something, right. which still is a good workout. It's like you burned 500 yeah. calories. I'm like, no, I fucking did it. Like, no. Yeah. So yeah, I right. think treadmill treadmills are even more far off because I if me and Kat both walk on the treadmill next to each other at the same speed, exactly, I'm going to burn way more calories because I'm <laughs> 210 pounds of a person. Exactly. So yeah. it's uh, just basing that off of like your average person. I feel like all these things are, you probably agree, are like good as long as you use them with other tools. Like if you're just yeah. using this, like don't rely too much on your Apple watch to track your calories. Yeah. Exactly. Just like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to like look at your bank account sometimes to know. Yeah. You got to know what's going in and coming out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. So on Jamie's um, social media, he does a thing called 15 minute fitness. And the other day he posted a video um, about how. I'm um, 50 seconds. Sorry. 15 second fitness. Yes. <laughs> Not 15 minute. Um, and he posted a video about how just because you're sweaty and out of breath doesn't mean you got a like quote unquote good workout in. So that's why I kind of said that. Can you explain a little for us what you meant Interesting by that? Idea. Yeah. 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 I think good workout is very subjective also. And 
there are so many different various levels of people sweating. Like it's, it's all dependent on how efficient your body is at cooling itself down. We could, Mm -hmm. if it's 95 degrees, I'll go outside and walk a lap around our apartment building and be drenched in sweat. But I wouldn't say I got a great workout in it. Just when you're really sweaty, it means your body temperature went up. Our body lets out moisture to carry away the heat. That's how we cool ourselves down. Uh, Some people just have a better capacity for training without their body temperature getting elevated. Like my friend Danae in Pittsburgh, she would do a whole workout for two hours and like be as dry as the desert. Her skin, not a drop of sweat, Mm -hmm. like never sweat. And then I have a friend who gets out of the car and like his face is covered with little droplets. So Mm -hmm. it's very subjective to the individual. The measure of a good workout is like we've been saying, no matter what kind of workout it is, if you're somehow getting better at something, getting stronger at something, getting more confident at something, and then that done over a long period of time, you become a better, more well-rounded, healthy person, and you look like a better, healthier, more well-rounded person. I love don't that. chase that. Don't chase the sweat. Yeah. It's, it's so true. It's like when people do the whole like... um yeah, I work out with a hoodie and a face mask <laughs> and gloves. It feels good to sweat. I like yeah. if I'm like a little bit hungover, like I'm like I should probably go get sweaty because then it just feels good to sweat. For sure. But yeah, that's just like side effect of exercise. I don't. That shouldn't be the goal of the day. Mm. That's an interesting perspective. I like that a lot. Um, what are your? <laughs> it's just kind of an interesting one. For when it comes to clients, for you, who are like your favorite people to train, and then what's something that on the flip side is makes like a least favorite client of yours. Ooh. Kelsey. Okay. I've only... <laughs> I was going to say, you can say it. You can tell us Kelsey. Well, <laughs> we'll keep it between us. <laughs> we'll keep the positive side for last. and get this part okay, out of the okay. way. But <laughs> I've only had one that it came to a point where we had to like go our separate ways. The worst kind of client is one that shows up and tries to like, you like try to help them with stuff. And they're like, I already know all this. Oh, I know yeah. what I'm doing. Let's do something else. You're wrong. I used to do X, Y, and Z in college and I know what I'm doing. And it's like, well, why, why the hell would you hire me? Right. <laughs> and then you hit him with the question like, well, was your way working? No. Well, then hey. let's, do it my, let's do it my way. Drop the mic. <laughs> Some people just don't get it. But mm-hmm. I think I have a soft spot for like moms. Kelsey probably knows. I'm just like, I love babies. <laughs> I have a soft so spot for moms. And like I have like maybe like a half dozen moms that all have kids that are like three or younger now. And it's awesome. just like fun to like, yeah, help them be stronger with all of the like mom stuff. Like moms have to hold a kid in their left hand, do like a lunge down to the bottom drawer, pull that fucker open, pull that thing open. Sorry. Pull that thing open. (laughs) No, we swear. We say fucker here. (laughs) Pull that thing open, grab something. Maybe that's five pounds of pan out of there. They're doing Mm -hmm. all that. So like Mm -hmm. doing say like a reverse lunge with a row, like that's applicable to like a mom's life. And it's like, I want you to feel better. Like when my client Kat comes to her session, she's like, we were running around. We went for a hike, felt great. I couldn't even do a squat six months ago. And now we're like chasing my kids up the stairs. I'm like, that's, that's the best part. Like, it's cool to have like a 23 year old girl. And she's like, oh, I got a little leaner. Like, that's cool. I'm glad we helped you with your goals. But right. it's a little bit more rewarding when it's like a mom and it's her life. I love yeah, that. that. Makes sense. That's yeah. cute. And, and older, older people a little bit too. Like, one of my favorite guys ever, his name was Mike. I call him Dr. Mike. He's a doctor. He had like back problems and like elbow problems. And he was like frustrated and like sad that he couldn't go golfing. Right. And we spent like six months doing core work and like movements to help his elbows. And then the whole like next two years, he stayed with me because he loved me so much. And like, I love golfing. I've been golfing every day, this and that. And like, I was like, I'm glad so I can make your life better. Oh, yeah, of- oh, that's the best. That yeah. hurts. You are literally changing lives. Like that's got to... That's got to feel good. That's got to be, I mean, I'm sure it's hard certain days, but that's rewarding for sure. I mean, yeah. Like for like five minutes when I wake up, I'm like, ah, I wish I could stay asleep. But then I'm like, yep. remember who, remember I'm like about to go get on a phone call with like someone that's kind of my friend and help them yes. get in better, get in better shape. And like, yeah, it's not so bad. If they're showing up, I can show up. That's so awesome. I love that. Yeah. Like Kelsey said, it turns into like, I see my Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6.30 AM clients, like more than I see my friends and family. So like, Exactly. Kind of just get to be friends with them. So yeah, that makes life a lot more fun too. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for sharing. Before we wrap it up, if you could give one final piece of advice on why you should start a fitness routine, what would it be? Hmm. Um, say don't rush baby steps. 
and stay with it because if you keep getting a little bit stronger, a little bit more mobile, a little bit, whatever your goal is, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to have like setbacks. That's fine. Just try to stay on it, stay motivated. It's tough to have one piece of advice. Everybody say different. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel like for me, wait, okay. I want to talk I think about baby your- steps. Let my, let my, mm-hmm. my advice I'm landing on baby steps. Cause like even me, I've been doing it for 10 years. I'm not going to go in the gym and like do some absurd thing that I can't do. Yes. I'm just like do a little bit more than I did last time I was there. Baby steps. That's so good. Okay. Go um, I, w- I wanted to just talk about your client that you used to have who was 72. Oh yeah. Kathy. Yes. Kathy, she was so cute. Like he would post videos of her and she's adorable. And like, when you're that old, like she wasn't like trying to get like a butt, you know, she was just trying to like not fall on the ground and not be able to get back up, you know? Yeah. So he would do like the cutest little movements with her, just like tossing a ball and like, well, it's, it's just like I would do with anybody else. You have to figure out like what's applicable to her life. Mm -hmm. And it was like, she would do a few sets of let's try to get up off the ground, lay on your back and let's get up mm-hmm. off the ground five different ways. Oh, so she just that. gets different, different, different ways of like pushing herself up or rolling over stuff like that. Cause if she ends up on the ground on accident, it's not going to be my fault that you can't get up mm-hmm. stuff That's like amazing. taking like a broomstick and like just slowly tossing it towards her and letting like her hand eye coordination, grab the stick. That's like reaction skills. That's super important for older people. So like, again, if they're falling, they can grab onto something or like catch themselves on something. It's like, yeah, stuff like that. That's super important for older people. She was awesome. She never questioned anything. She just did whatever. That's so a good client so cool. too. Just, that's another <laughs> answer, to the, answer to the other question. A great client is just, you just trust the process. Just keep showing up. I love that. That's it. That makes yeah, me happy. <laughs> that's just so cute. My mom always says, um, like she has said it forever and it's like funny. We always joke about it. Like a body in motion stays in motion. And it's like so yeah. true, right? Just keep doing something and yep. you'll feel better than if you did nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's super true. I always yeah. talk about, I always talk about like, if you have an old rubber band sitting on your desk for 10 years and then you try to stretch that thing out, it's not going to stretch. Mm-hmm. But if you have, you're just keep it moving. It never gets crusty and stops being stretchy. The same uh-huh. for our muscles. Never heard that one. Jamie yeah. with the metaphors over Don't here. Stretch. Don't let your rubber bands get old and dry. Okay. <laughs> Moral of the story. Yeah. I love that. Well, James, this was incredibly wholesome. Um, I'm so glad you came on and chatted with us. Let us know, let our audience know, because we already follow you, obviously. Um, let our audience know where they can find you, follow you. And then if they want to book you for training, how can they do that as well? Okay. So my Instagram is Jamie, J-A-M-I-E underscore good life, G-O-O-D-L-I-F-E. And then the website is just goodlifetrain.com. You kind of see the training options and some examples and some explanations on there. And there's a little form on there. Click that, send me a contact form, and then we'll get on the phone. Yay. You made that very easy. Yes. And really, really quick, can you explain what types of training you offer? Just oh yeah, yeah. So one-on-one training that's going to either be in person if you're within I don't know, twenty miles of Nashville or so, or one-on-one through Zoom calls. So I've got people who are in Miami and DC and Seattle, like all over the place. So we work with whatever time zone you're on. We figure it out. And the other option would be the training programming where we go through an app. I can kind of monitor your progress through looking at the numbers that you're working out in. That one's all on your own time. Mm-hmm. So like I have Kelsey training on there. I'll set it up for, okay, Friday, we have your squats, bench press, X, Y, and Z, whatever. And she can type the numbers in there. It sends it to me. So there's a lot of good progress that can be made by just following a program that way. Those are the two options right now. Sweet. All right. Thanks, James. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Love you lots. Thank, Thank you, Jamie. Love you, love you. <laughs> Thank you, we, we love you. <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Wow. What an episode, guys. <laughs> wow. Jamie's, yeah, I just said, wow. Jamie's <laughs> tips are very wholesome. And I would also like to say cheers to Kelsey for choosing a great fiance because 
we love Jamie here. So oh yes. <laughs> Snaps for Jamie. Snaps for um, Jamie. <laughs> well, it's interesting because whenever we got together, he wasn't in the fitness industry. Right. Um, I mean, he was in like, you know, he lifted himself, but he wasn't like involved in it. So I got to see kind of how he evolved as a person and his business. And it's really, really cool to watch. And I just, you know, when you know someone personal and you know how they feel about a certain subject and when you really love their outlook and you want to get the word out. So I'm really happy that we got to have him on today to talk a little bit about an industry that I feel like us women don't know a lot about. So I hope this helped you guys. Definitely. Jamie has a very unique approach to it too, which I absolutely love. Cause I feel like a lot of the time, like we talked about in the podcast, it's, it's really intimidating, right? People are like, I want to get into this. I want to get into that. And there's so much, which we talk about on here all the time, but so much like pressure from the media with diet culture and everything under the sun, right. That it can seem very ominous. Um, I love that he broke it down and I feel like I genuinely, as someone who has worked out for years, I genuinely feel like I really learned a lot. So I hope that you guys did as well. As always, you guys know the spiel. <laughs> um, please feel free to keep sharing the pod if you love seeing it. Every time we see it on stories, it makes us very, very happy, very excited. Um, I haven't seen any on stories recently. I'm just going to cut you off because friends. Start posting them, friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Only share it if you love it. So yeah. I guess you guys don't love it. <laughs> so you guys hate it now. <laughs> You hate us. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. We're bullying you into sharing on stories. So thanks. <laughs> We're only friends if you share on stories. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the general things like rate, review, subscribe, it really genuinely helps us to get to new listeners and we get to expand our little community here, which is always very exciting and makes us very happy. So Thank you so much for listening to us. Blab, as always, we appreciate it. We love you and we will see you next week. Don't forget, if you ever need anything to call your girls. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.